Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Transcript Podcast. You've got me, Scott Krisloff, I'm editor of the Transcript, and you've got Eric Mokaya, who's our lead author. We sent out a new issue of the newsletter yesterday, and it was a, an important issue because there was some change in there, especially for the Federal Reserve. I think probably most people have seen that the Fed changed its tone on its tapering program. Jerome Powell sounded much more hawkish on inflation than he has for the past many months. Talked about how the Federal Reserve is likely to begin ta tapering its uh, its assets purchases faster than originally expected. So I think that was the biggest thing that happened last week. This is could represent a big shift for capital markets. So. Any thoughts on that specific? Yes, especially for the macro section, two points there. Uh, one is, of course, the impact that inflation has had on the low-income families, only is bargain. They talked about how uh, the low-end customers have actually cut down in terms of how frequently they shop and the fact that they have actually less disposable income right now because of the inflation. They're being impacted disproportionately, uh, but then also they contrast that to the high higher income level groups, which are, which are feeling pretty good uh, and have not yet started feeling the impact of the inflationary side. Walmart also pointed out that gas prices are a concern and also Burlington stores have also pointed out that uh, because of the decrease in government spending and the things to do with the, the stimulus not being present, I think heading into 2022, the consumer is actually facing significant headwinds. Something else that we've noticed is that there is an increase in the number of mentions of the Omicron variant, which of course correlates to the rise in terms of importance in the last two weeks globally of this new variant that we do not know much about. Uh, so far, the companies that we noted uh, have not seen any significant impact from this variant. It remains to be seen where this situation unfolds and how, what kind of impact it has on the economy and also on the companies. What do you think there, Scott? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think as we're, you know, in the first week of December, people are starting to look forward to 2022 more seriously and thinking about what is the year going to look like. And as I'm thinking about this myself and reading what we're picking up in the transcript, it certainly seems like we're in more of a transition year economically than we had been. Certainly with the Fed moving to a more hawkish stance and then also just generally stimulus coming off, you've had a lot of money that flowed into consumers' pockets during the pandemic. And some of that may be starting to run out. And I think you're seeing pressures of inflation. And I think if Omicron is actually a bit of a, oddly a catalyst for the markets in a positive direction, because if it, you know, it ends up being something that's dampening economic activity, it actually means that the Fed's on hold longer. So I think monetary policy is still the biggest driver of asset levels. And, you know, normalization is actually more of a headwind probably for for asset levels than I... A quick one, though. Do you expect uh, to have stimulus 2.0? I don't know. I mean, it really depends on the outlook for inflation and the way that it unfolds. Right now, I think the big change from last week is the Fed has changed its mindset and changed its stance towards inflation, such that if we continue to get inflationary data, the ratchet is probably going to move tighter and tighter. But the, I think we are entering a period where the, the Fed actually is data-dependent. So if we get continuation of high inflation readings, the Fed is likely to move pretty quickly here and pretty aggressively. But, you know, if inflation starts to, to taper off with the taper, then we probably have a bit of a Goldilocks scenario happening where there's not super high inflation. The Fed isn't 
pressured to move too quickly. Yes, from the international section, uh, something else that we picked up is, of course, the rising in the, the rising the number of infections around Europe. There's concern growing around Europe. There's a heightened sense of we could be back to where we were before, not in terms of lockdown, but in terms of heightened sensitivity around COVID generally. So I think you you can expect going forward at least such international travel recovery would actually be quite impacted going into the first half of next year. It does seem like from what I'm reading in the States, at least, that people are thinking that the Omicron variant isn't quite as severe of an illness as the Delta variant, but I don't know if that's filtering into the same things that you're reading. In Europe, I think in Southern Africa, I think you sense a bit of heightened fear. Is that skepticism on it? So maybe the U.S. and Europe are a bit different in the way they respond to them. I mean, the rest of the world has been way ahead of the U.S. in terms of the response to COVID throughout the entire process. Like in January, February of 2020, I think Europe was much more alarmed and the virus was spreading faster in Europe than it, it was in the States. So it may be that the U.S. is acting with some lag on Omicron and Omicron may be something that builds in terms of mindshare. I think the biggest change here that we picked up is I think with Omicron and Delta before it, I think people are just more and more thinking that this is going to be here for a long time. And I think personally, from an investment standpoint, I think the testing infrastructure is one area where you still have the ability to generate some investment returns just because I think people had priced those businesses as being short term. And if they end up being longer term, than you know sustainable things like i see abbott out i saw commercials on television last week for abbott COVID tests and you know that's that's an actual like probably sustainable business now potentially at least with with the way omicron is is unfolding so so i think uh some other things that we picked up of course being thanksgiving and heading into the holidays was of course retailers posting very strong comps in q3 and indicate q4 is also going to be very strong most of them have, especially the big retailers, they have enough inventory to last the holiday season. The small ones, maybe they're complaining they may not be able to get those inventories on time. So a bit of a bifurcation of this holiday season may actually be stronger than last year's uh, thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think the other part of that that you talked about where the retailers have feel like they're well inventoried for the holiday season now. And that syncs with some of the other stuff that was in the industrial section about supply chains potentially seeing some green shoots for the, the supply chains. So again, this just contributes to me of us being in a bit of a transition period right now of trying to figure out exactly where the economy is going next with some balls in the air. And I think we will probably get some clarity over the next few weeks and into the new year. I think right now it's a bit fuzzy. People are, are going to be going on a holiday soon. And so, yeah, I think we're just winding up the year now with a little bit of uncertainty. Yeah. The thing is that the supply chain challenges may have eased. So three companies there indicating best Stanley Black. They've indicated that we may have been slightly past the peak of supply chain issues. So we're still at very high elevated levels, but it will take some time to normalize. I think they've seen some green shoots. I think this is what we've been, been tracking for a while, trying to see when companies see a a little bit of hope in terms of change or a bit of shift. That was a really positive sign. At least there's some hope that things will change. Definitely, definitely. 
And so again, if supply chains are easing, how that works out to the inflation data in 2022 is a big question and how that filters through to the, the way that the Fed is going to be interpreting the data is again, these are big questions. Definitely. I think this, that's a good spot to finish this week's podcast. Really, thank you so much. It's been actually it's our fast year with the podcast. So winding up in the next two or three weeks for this uh, year's transcript. Thank you for joining us this week. See you again next week. Send us your feedback on admin at theweeklytranscript.com. Reach us back for feedback also. So see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you.